Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights Fun episode today. That sounds innocuous, but I think when we get done with 15 minutes, Rich and I will have tantalized you to think this is not a simple matter of what is a card. So thanks, sponsors, Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, CompC.com, which also is concerned about what is a card. Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, Heritage Auctions, Hugs and Scott Auctions, Tops, Panini, and Upper Deck, the card manufacturers. So Mike Stabeline wrote to both of us and said, hey, has anybody ever done anything on what is a sports card? And we're going to not focus on the sports right now as much as the card. What is a card? So, Rich, I'm not going to make it open-ended to you, but a card ought to be on cardstock. Is there any amount of cardstock that is too thick or too thin to be a card? Do we consider the Detroit Free Press or whatever it was in 68, those they, they, that, they, that newspaper insert? Do we consider those cards? Cincinnati. And that was a newspaper. Do we consider? But though well, they, they were, were heavily traded back in the day. Intended to be collected. So are they a card? It's a gray area. Anything on newsprint would then not be blank backed. The back would be an article on the back. And that's a negative. But the jury would be out on, the, on whether that's a card. Okay, that's the thin version. And if it's paper thin, is that really a card? And I think... Sometimes there's issues where it is. How about cutting a card from a box? We're, we call them cards, but they're boxes. But if it's just bottom cards, post serial cards, but they're very thick. They're on hard. But you have to make I'm them I'm talking thick. about 200 point. I got over a brick. I'm talking about something that won't fit in any slab. How thick could it be? What if it was an inch thick, like those old Lucites? What if it was a cube? Maybe it had a card cube. Pacific made those cubes. There's no plastic sheet you could put those in. You can't grade them. And so is it a card if it is so thick or so three-dimensional? I think it's not a card. Is it also a card if it's not square or rectangular? Are the Pacific ornaments that were inserts cards? You can hang them up on a Christmas tree. Is that a card? I got rejected either by BGS or ComC. I can't remember now because the Pacific ornament card had the string attached. I thought, you mean I've got to cut the string so I can get it graded? But they didn't have any place to put the string. I think that's what happened. And with Com C, I don't think they care with string or without string. The card is the ornament card. The string is a nuisance. But again, that would be a problem. That'd be a, a card plus something, which gets in the way. Pacific, with all the different die cut stuff that they got into, a card does not have to have four corners. It doesn't have to have any corners. It could be round. There's hockey cards or octagonal. There's triangular, Kramer's choices, and things like that. So shape matters in terms of the value, perhaps, and the demand. But there's always card stock that's not really cards. That's not weird, but there are discs. Pogs were card stock. And you say they're not a card? Did anybody ever really consider a Pog a card? I think so. When Pogs were really popular? did we? They, they weren't going to the well saying, this is a card. No, but they were collectible. They were hot for... Six months or whatever it was. I think we can agree there are certain things that are definitely not cards. Tops coin inserts, they are not cards. But tops posters, that's thin stock. That's not really a card in my opinion. And they also issued in 69 the team posters. That's That's not really hard, but they're collectible. 69, you're getting into a huge size, almost poster size. But if it's five by seven, like those 67s, they aren't bumped out of the almanac into the back section. Aren't they treated as a regular card? That's why I'm thinking, are they really cards? I think that's why we had this conversation a while ago, but that's why I snuck 
I, and I'm going to use the I, but it was really, we were probably having some email discussion. And we changed the name to the Beckett Almanac of Baseball Cards and Collectibles so we could, having to call everything cards, we could then have a free reign to go a little bit wider, not have to feel we're constrained to say, what is a card? Because then we'd have to find, just like we talked about Dale Murphy in the Hall of Fame, on the relegation, he'd make it. We'd bump out Travis Jackson or the Giants' Dave Beauty Bancroft or Freddie Lindstrom. And this way, we didn't have to relegate something that was borderline, that was an insert or a standalone thing. We didn't have to relegate it to, oh, let's put this in a collectibles thing. It is a collectible. It's the Beckett Almanac of baseball cards and collectibles. So let's just put it in. Let's not deal with it. To me, the thing is not having to deal. Hey, what is a card? A card is what you want to call. That's anarchy, Rich. Mike Stevelein genuinely wants to know, are there any guidelines for what is a sports card? And I'm just throwing out there, if it came in a pack with other cards, even if it's a coin, it's treated as a card. And if it's a folded up little five by seven poster, it's still a card in, in that sense. It's made out of paper. Or, or metal. I think cards could be metal. There's Hall of Fame metallic cards that, that are metal. And if they're two and a half by three and a half rich, that just... That's a gimme. That's almost a gimme. And, and if it came in a pack, and I don't We're know... We're talking about cards 87 to 90. Tops did Tops coins as a standalone set. Hello. They and are not in... They are in packs, but... And nobody likes them. And nobody likes it. But the 64 so there's and 89, 89 and 90 tops double headers that have photos of the rookie card and another card on them. The 89s are really tough, by the way. They were all New York players, if I remember correctly. The 90s were a national issue. They show card photos, but they're not really cards. Okay, I'm trying to have some limits here. So you're talking about the 69 kind of team poster things that, were they a standalone issue? That was a standalone issue. Because even when they fold up, they're big. Okay. But that's about as big as I could ever even conceptually get to for a card because it's a tops issue. But nobody thinks wall posters, they're, what are they, 24 by 30 or standard kind of poster that kids got back in the day that they hung on their bedroom walls and thumbtacked them up. Nobody collects those because they're not considered cards. They're paper thin anyway. Even if you frame them, they're still not considered a card. Mike wants to say, if you're a card collector, do you collect these things? We always wanted to make order out of chaos, but sometimes you can't do that. No, but Sometimes there has to be a little bit of a chaos. There's always some dividing line. And I really think the dividing line is individually collector-based. Jefferson Burdick didn't think about it that way. He did the American card catalog, and we're following in his footsteps. And if something's in the American card catalog, are you saying it's not a card? Because some of the stuff in the American card catalog, little mini felt pennants or other kinds of leathers or other kinds of fabric kind of cards, silks, things like that. So are we saying those aren't cards? If they're in the American card catalog, I'm in doubt I think they're a card. That's why I like to call them collectibles. Something like the 1950 American candy and nut. And those aren't cards, but they were heavily collected. I don't think they were heavily collected. In fact, I drew the line as a collector back in the day. I did not do silks. I did not do those little uh, mini pennant things. I did not do the leathers. I passed on those because I'm, I hope I'm not saying this, trying to play both sides of the fence, but I'm more of a purist on what a card. I think cards should be cardboard and it could be reasonably thin and it could be reasonably big, but if it's too big or too small, although there's some really small cards that are still cards. 
but I would look askance at those. I want two and a half by three and a half or something close to that. And I really mainly want rectangles. And two and a half by three and a half is so much easier to deal with. I don't like off-size cards. A lot of times you don't have a place to put them. And plus they're bulky. They don't fit well. Okay. Is the Ruth uh, Baltimore News card? From what I've seen, I, yes. I, don't, it's, I think it's a pocket sked. Is anybody saying that pocket skeds are cards? Some pockets get paid rant. like they are hard. Again, there becomes that borderline. Where is your line drawn? I've owned skids that were definitely card-like. I'm saying Grant Sandrout has an amazing collection of these pocket skids. And if they ever get considered as cards and, in effect, rookie cards, he's sitting pretty well. But I've never thought that a pocket skid that you get for free from the local car dealership or whatever is would you get a handful. They were never in packs. They were intended to be free, and they have the year's schedule in the back. And the Babe Ruth card that came in the newspaper, the Baltimore News, was that. And so in the old days, it was known back in the old days, but it wasn't really that much considered a card. And it was super rare, too. There may be 10 of them out there. But when you the, the purists would look at it and say, this is not a card. This is a schedule. This is a newspaper insert of a, of a pocket sketch. All I know is when I wrote about one of them many years ago, when I was still at Beckett, so this is way back in the day, and I sent the article to Mike Payne, and so this is after you sold the company. So it's 2005 or 2006, and Mike Payne reads it and says, this is the best thing you ever wrote. And I wrote about the Baltimore News card, and I called it a card. It was in the Almanac. And to me, we accepted it as a card by the first decade of the 21st century. But I'm talking about before then. I'm talking about in the 80s. Back in the day, I wasn't dealing in this, but if I had it, I probably would have, would have said this is a great item. It didn't get full respect. And that's why the first couple of sales were, were way lower. And then all of a sudden, people said, hey, we can tout this as his absolute first card. And it is a really cool card-like element. <laughs> and whether it's a card or not, the, the hobby has decided that this is something to pursue a, a value. I think we could both agree that whether there's stats or bio on the back is not consequential. It's but not because back, there's blank back cards. There's other things. There's enough. You don't back. have to have stats to make it a card. In fact, even some of the TBT cards from Tops or the Tops now, they, they have blank backs. And they're definitely Tops items or Fanatics items or Panini items or Upper Deck items. And they definitely don't have to have stats on the back. You don't need a bio. I think we are in agreement. You don't need that information to be a card. Are we in agreement that it matters to to a great deal? That if it was intended to be collected, intended to be treated as a card, then that's getting back to the newspaper cards, is that tips the scales that it's a card, regardless of the medium of uh, the, the, the printing substrate. I love collecting and cataloging those cards. And I call them cards. I understand they were newspaper items, but to me, they were really card-like elements. My point is they were intended by the yes. maker to be collected, to be cut out, to be traded, and to, and to get people to buy more newspapers or magazines. I mean, you, you bought a bunch 28 years ago from the Stanley McClure collection of the Reds. Because you liked them in those days, and it was it was a great collection. I wanted to catalog them, and it's the only sets I ever saw. And I would buy them anytime I saw Mike Mosher had them in Sports Collector's Digest. Anytime I saw something that was affordable from Mike, I would just call him up and say, I need this, and we get them. And Mike always was great on mail order. I never had to worry. I didn't ask for any discounts or anything. They usually were reasonably priced if they're buying them in SCD. And I would just call and we get them. Okay, getting back to Mike's original question, what is a sports card? Is it a sports card 
if it's a non-sport person in a sports card set? Is it still a sports card? And I think so. We've had that come up for years. There have been non-sports people in sports card sets for on and off the last 30, 35 years. I'm not even just talking about people. I'm talking about Easter eggs or animals and birds. Well, Alan and Gintronini, but they are sports cards. But even though they have no connection to sport other than they were issued in a sports card set, they were intended to be collected along with this sports card issue. And that makes it at least sports card adjacent. Sometimes they're even closer, like Dave Portnoy, the head of Bar Barstool Sports, has an Allen and Ginter card that really exploded in price. He is not a sports athlete, but I think you can argue that's really a sports card in Allen and Ginter. Goodwin Champions, they have a ton of non-sports peoples in there. They're sports cards. There's animals, Rich. I'm not even talking about the people. I'm talking. So well, I'm, I'm staying with people. Okay. So when you're doing the baseball almanac, you're not going to include them? I think no, they're included to me. Oh, yeah. I'm saying, I'm saying to me, if it's in a baseball almanac, I'm hard pressed to say it's not a card, except now you've told me that it's cards and collectibles. And it's not a point of difference, Mike Steveline. If you want to collect it, no one is going to stop you. And in fact, if it's not considered a card, it's probably going to be cheaper because less people will collect it. Back in the day, International cards, German on the back, some of the stuff from the 30s, that wasn't really considered a legitimate card. It wasn't licensed. And some of the British tobacco cards, they almost were not considered cards or sports cards because they were international and they were so cheap back in the day. But now I think the definition is broad and I think they are considered cards. Rich, I guess that's what I'm getting. Once it's considered a card, the price goes up. And once it's considered a card, usually people don't say this is not a card anymore. Once it's there. And get it while I can. That's good to know. I don't think we've resolved it, but thanks, Mike Steveline, for a good question. Like most questions that are really good, you can't definitively answer it, but you can shed some light on some of the ways of thinking. So thanks for doing that, Rich. We'll be back again in another couple of days with another provocative episode. The man-